Welcome to Dungeon Delve, a podcast from Dungeons & Dragons featuring live play D&D adventures in convenient audio form. I'm Chris Perkins, Dungeon Master to the Stars and Principal Story Designer for D&D. The language and situations in this podcast may not be appropriate for everyone. And by everyone, I mean everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Episodes 5 through 8 of Dungeon Delve encompass the second session of Acquisitions Incorporated, recorded in early 2009. This is when we meet a new player, actor Will Wheaton. After everyone makes fun of his character's name, Aofel proves to be a worthy addition to the group by swearing an oath of enmity against his foes as often as possible. Note, the rules used in this session are from an earlier edition of Dungeons & Dragons, but the role-playing and storytelling are pure D&D. Well, we can start with introductions. Yeah. Introductions. I sure am excited about playing this Dungeons & Dragons game. I, Scott Kurtz. How about you, Mike? I'm Mike Krulik. Mike Krulik, a.k.a. Gabe. I'm also very excited to be playing the part of Jim Darkmagic. Oh, I should mention I'm playing the part of Binwin Bronzebottom, the dwarf fighter. Who are you again? I'm Binwin Bronzebottom, a dwarf fighter. I'm sorry, your name is? I'm Scott Kurt. Oh, hi, Scott. I make a comic strip called PvP. And who's sitting across from me? Who is that? I can't see over there. Well, the mists. (laughs) Uh, My name is Will Wheaton. Hello, Will. Hello, Mike Krulik. Better known as Penny Arcade. Yes. This is this interesting to be more confusing. People have got, like, a flowchart already. I am, yeah, you can see him looking down. Okay, okay. He knows him. Right. I am playing an Eladrin Avenger. Avenger is a new class from the Player's Handbook 2, and uh, his name is Elhofel Elhamane. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> why does why does Wheaton get a new class? Why am I stuck a fighter? That's been around since the 70s. What's its tradition? What was your name? Uh... El Rafael El Romane. So we'll call you Al. You fucker. No. Of, all, of all the time I spent yeah. building this character and like backstory and uh, uh, <laughs> like making sure that his stats made sense and not min-maxing him and building him. What I spent the most time on was the name. Like, Come up with a name that they're not going to be able to make fun of. Come on, here. Come up with a name, name that they can't come, pronounce. Come up with a name that they can't fuck with. No, no I'll be it. Al. No, no, no. Hey, no. Thank you. No, he'll be he'll be L L Cool J. And that will be is that uh, yeah. Al? All right. Yeah. We'll work with that. I think Jim's going to call you Al. Your name kind of sounds. You can like, call me Al. <laughs> I want to bang Hermione because <laughs> she's getting hot. You can't say that. She's still she's still underage, right? She's ten years old. You're not allowed to acknowledge that she's attractive for I don't another, think like three so. months. Yeah. Oh. Mike, you said that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not no. He just like me. He uh, hey, wait, Jerry. Yeah, yes. who Jerry else Holkins is at this table? Arcade. Well, you need to introduce yourself as well. I'm glad you asked. I'm Jerry Holkins, aka Tycho Brahe, and I am playing Omen Drawn. Omen, which is short for something, uh, CEO of Acquisitions Incorporated. That's me. The donuts have arrived. Delicious. Do we um, want to introduce the donuts. The dungeon master. No, he's not important. Oh. Oh yeah, you can introduce yourself. <laughs> and our dungeon master. Wait, are we ever going to hear the dungeon master on the podcast? <laughs> oh, no, only the entire thing. The whole podcast is like, what? No. <laughs> My name is Chris Perkins. I'm the dungeon master. I'll be playing all the soon-to-be-dead things. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. We'll yeah. see about See, that. No, you were here last time. That's, that's right. Um, let's hope that's a prophecy. All right. So acquisitions incorporated is back, but we have a new hire. We have a new hire, and it's a part of a. Uh, a pronounced PR campaign hmm. 
uh, you know, where your acquisition is incorporated. This is all <laughs> this is all to sort of clean things up after the winter spire incident. Yeah. There's a single page in the files that just says it was pretty bad. And and that's it. So we're trying we're coming out, we got a new face. This is the new face of Acquisitions Incorporated. What do you bring to the uh what can you bring to the company? Well basically? hang on, hang on here for a second. Let's back up. Oh I I can I can do this. Let's back up a okay. little bit. It's uh raining in Fallcrest. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I enjoyed that. It's a heavy rain. And it's been raining far too long. Uh, that's what the spring is like here. And a lone figure walks through the darkened streets uh, of Fallcrest for the first time, uh, navigating the maze-like alleyways to the front door of a respectable establishment that has a freshly painted unicorn sign mounted above the door. And it is an Eladrin. And he has been looking long and hard, using every ounce of his uh, skill to pass through the town without arousing too much suspicion, but tracking down his quarry. Right. Or without and arousing... Uh, so he's looking for a mine of some kind? Right. He's looking for a band of adventurers that oh. call themselves Acquisitions <laughs> Incorporated. Well, he's, a, he's a metallurgist, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. And he has only just found out that they are nestled in the basement of an inn called, the, unfortunately, the Silver Unicorn. It's what we could afford, frankly, and it's temporary. <laughs> um, we like it. We've got a good theme song, though. <laughs> We do? Catch a commercial. A worldwise-looking woman comes to the door, opens it, and looks at your figure there in the rainy night. Say. And her eyes grow wide. How wide? How wide? Too wide. Okay. Wide with alarm for a moment there, and then she realizes you're not some brigand come to rob her in the night. Well, she doesn't know that, actually. She doesn't know that. Okay. And she says, you must be with them. I am. <laughs> it's gonna be like that. Oh shit! Is this an all the time thing? Or? It might be. Okay. All right. Yes. That's good. She says, "My name is Wissera Osterman. I run this establishment. They pay me. It's real." <laughs> <laughs> Remember last time when Come I was like, "Let's roll, please." Like, nope. There's the keep. Go fight stuff. And now <laughs> get out of the rain. Thank you, good lady. <laughs> Uh, Two sets of footsteps come down the rickety wooden stairs into the cellar uh, where you have affixed yourselves for the past several weeks, uh, regrouping after your latest escapade. I immediately draw my sword so no one realizes I fell asleep on my watch. (laughs) The fact that... The fact that one of the figures seems to be accompanied by a uh, by lantern light, uh, you recognize the footfalls as those of Wissera, and uh, you don't recognize the footfalls of the other one. In fact, you can barely hear them. Hey, whose um, footfalls are those? They are mine. <laughs> oh. You expected something more um, looking around this cellar, um, but their personalities seem to fill the room just fine. <laughs> Have we met him before? No. no this no. is like the interview process. No, exactly. Exactly. Well, I'll, I, will, I will lead him over... I say, ah, yes, um, I'm cold. If you could just have a seat at our interview table that I've just conjured from thin air, uh, we can get started. Uh, and I think we're all very excited. And, uh, I mean, you know, as I suggested in our previous correspondence that we haven't had, uh, things are going to be awesome. Does he get a cut? Like, what's his percentage? He doesn't get any cut. Oh, good. Good to have you on board. <laughs> well, an elf, and a high elf at that. I no, no, we have to do a drug test. Nobody told me there'd be an elf. That's <laughs> but, twice as bad as you. Well, yeah, listen, what you have to understand is that he's all about, he has a higher purpose. We should have a don't ask, don't tell policy for elves. Like if, 
If you're an elf, if you're an elf, you don't have to say anything. We won't ask. Are you an elf? Is that a big deal? Are you an elf? <laughs> uh, no, no. But basically, essentially, he serves a higher purpose, and so you know, common money, wealth, jewels, platinum, uh, ancient artifacts. What would you know? Platinum, <laughs> says Wissera. Well, I've heard, I've, heard a, I've heard a story about it, and I think I would like to get some. Frankly, huh. uh, she goes upstairs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go upstairs, honey. Fetch us some. But essentially, he doesn't. He doesn't care about that. This, this is what I understand about Avengers. They're not about the those sorts of things. The sorts of things that we like. I think Jim goes back upstairs with Wessera. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfectly acceptable. Can we roll to see if I make out with Wessera? Can we roll to see if Wessera is a chubby woman? Does she have nice hips? Uh, she is uh, a a stocky, stalwart woman. Ooh, I can Durable. That. Yeah. She, she has that. a stout woman. Jim likes that. She yeah. has she has one d twenty hips. <laughs> so that's um, She is a force of nature. But now we do we know he was coming or is this he has sought us out via like our reputation precedes us? You've probably posted some notes around oh, okay, saying okay. you know now hiring need yeah. need, need fourth member <laughs> right looking for a drummer essentially yeah <laughs> oh I'm your guy I mean I am your guy yeah yeah no perfect. I mean that's that's basically that's basically uh, what we need to. Uh, Jim Wissera will pour you a mug full of hog spit, uh, which is a brand of ale. That's oh. awesome. All right. <laughs> I'm not sure he'll drink it, but he has it. Yeah. He's trying to cut a figure, you know. Uh, well, yeah. Basically seated. Uh, Jim is not here. Uh, the dwarf is here for moral support. Well, uh, yeah. More or less. Well, you didn't say. I mean, you didn't say it's going to be an elf. I just. <laughs> It didn't. I didn't know. This is all due to me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like, here, here's a bit of information you guys know that uh, your friendly Avenger does not yet, and that is that you have an opportunity. Also, also, oh. we have a, we have uh, a, your reputation does in fact precede you, despite your present circumstances, <laughs> and uh, you have an appointment with a Captain Nathan Faringray in the morning. He works for the Fallcrest Guard, and he needs some help. This sounds good. Right. This sounds good. Do I know what kind of help? Was he, was he not? Was he it not wasn't clear, but there are, there are acquisitions involved. Okay. Well, that's our that's our line. That's right in our wheelhouse. So, uh, uh, oh man, <laughs> what what can you what can you bring to Acquisitions Incorporated? I bring the might and grace of Melora with me from the Feywild. I bring no, from the what? The Feywild. Is that a what is that? It's where the it's fae live. It's where the, yeah. It's oh. where the fae are from. Where we fae come from. Oh, yeah, it's okay. magical. Okay, well, that's iron. That's Human, humans can't see it. <laughs> up in the forest. Well, welcome aboard. Thank that you. sounds good. Magic and shit. All right. That's awesome. I'm All from right. the ground. Jim comes back downstairs. Wait a second. We have another magic guy. You do magic? Yes. I channel the might of my god, Melora. Do you do spells? And tricks. They sort of the divine no. kind of powers. Ghost, do you do you know ghost sound? <laughs> you can't do ghost sound, right? I can't. All right. <laughs> you pull out a coin. The coin goes, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and I, and Can I, you do I, that? And I tell Dwarf, "Listen, elves aren't so bad. You know, I messed around with one in college. Oh, I experimented. Two two elves. Two elves. And it was cool. That fair enough. I mean, do we have, do we have a, a filthy bunk that he can he can? You have a clean on? cot. Yeah. Incidentally, not that it matters, but uh, we Eladrin are. Slightly higher than elves. Higher? Yes. Elves are uh, like little brothers. Yeah. To us. So it's a bit of an insult to call the Eladrin an elf. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm just saying. Understood. <laughs> Understood. Eladrin is definitely, uh, it's a cut above. Awesome. It's a, Welcome, well, elf. It's like, a, it's, a luxu- it's like a luxury elf. Al the elf. Good to have you on board. It's elf. Elf. <laughs> ah. It's called elf. So we're ready to go. 
<laughs> no, you know, that's a term of endearment. It doesn't refer to a rodent. Still, there's something about these three that draws you to them. <laughs> <laughs> you can't quite place it. <laughs> Will, welcome to my role, I, last podcast. I, 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 will, I will clutch my holy symbol, and I will say a silent prayer to Melora for um, patience. Her, her reins guided you here. That's Jim is all willing you know. to take you under his wing. Excellent. Teach you a few tricks. Teach you a few tricks. You're, you're Jim's well. protege. By the way, he's about 90 years younger than you. Oh. <laughs> You'll be all right, kid. Jim's going to look out for you. Pat, pat, pat. <laughs> All right. In the morning, you are awakened by the sound of a large wooden spoon hitting the side of a uh, soup tureen upstairs. Is it? A, is it that a, means grubs on it. Is yeah. it in the first is upstairs? It, that's that's what Sarah's signal for you to get up. Can I roll wisdom? Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I put my shit in and we uh, head north. I, All right. I wish I mean up. Uh, she has four bowls of stew laid out on the bar. This is what I want in a role-playing experience. Three, three bowls. My my bowl of is already in my stomach. <laughs> yeah. The bowl is gone. I Jim's is before. tofu, right? Okay. And uh, she has uh, filled your wineskins. Yes. Oh, I didn't know uh, there would be wineskins. She gives you two, one that has actually drinking water in it, one that has hot water in it so that you can put it somewhere where you need to stay warm. Great. No. And then after you feast, you head out. Or, or for herbal teas. Yeah. What do you mean, like my balls? Wherever you like, Thank she you says. Know. Yeah, you might have. <laughs> oh. yeah, that's what you're talking about. Okay. And uh, when you head out into the muddy streets of Fallcrest and out of town, you come to a place called the Loveless Fields. It used to be this sprawling uh, tract of farmland that hasn't been tended to recently, and the local militia are using it as a training area. And you see these half-competent young militia trainees stomping around through the mud, bashing each other, uh, with uh, wooden it's, it's swords. A, it's very SCA, the whole scene. They're using boffers. Yeah. And occasionally, uh, one of them will lose a boot in the muck, and the others will laugh at him and push him down, and stuff like that. And looking upon them with this some, you, you me- with some measure of approval slash disapproval is a armored warrior on the back of a horse who is basically uh, out on the road, his squire next to him. Uh, on a fence nearby uh, is a dwarf. Smoking a pipe. Jim is going to go sign some autographs for the uh, the kids. Yeah. You guys. I'm heading over to the militia guy. These Clearly, these guys could use some pointers from a real fighter. Jim brought some headshots, so he's going to... Yeah, some glossies? Yeah. Okay. This, this, this is more of a public appearance for Jim. Yeah. All right, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tend to the, the business side of this equation. Okay. And, uh, and I will... I so will you wade out into the muck? I wade out into the muck your, with the... Largesse. I had the dwarf. Okay. Do, do we recognize these people? Are we familiar with them from our previous time spent in the town, or is this, like, new people? Fallcrest is big enough that you don't necessarily know everybody in town, but somebody like a Captain Nathan Faring Ray you've heard of, and but he's, he's the guy on the horse. Who the dwarf is. Uh, you haven't met the okay. none of you have met the dwarf before. You see that the dwarf is wearing a tricorn hat, kind of a ratty brown thing. Uh, the rain is still coming down, and it's just kind of pouring off the corners of his hat. I and thought all dwarfs knew each other. Is that not true? He's not no. local. Oh, all right. Okay. That's racist. <laughs> when you go over to the dwarf, he introduces himself as Sork Orvash. Sork Orvash. He's a prospector. Oh, he's a prospector. And he says, you must be from Acquisitions. You should talk to Faring Ray. He has everything you need to know. Oh. We'll meet again. Russia. Yeah, that's cold. Wow. That's cold. This NPC has no quest for me currently. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, yeah. Omen, when you go up to the captain, uh, you see that he is just looking out over the loveless fields at the trainees. Yeah, at, at, the, at the, the raw recruits. Yeah, but he has certainly taken notice of your approach. And uh, 
I continue uh, approachingly. Okay. He comes down off his horse. And his high horse? Hands the reins to his squire. And, uh, uh, I'll, he, I'll reach he out and pulls whatever. a gauntlet off his hand and extends yeah, his hand in friendship. Ex- extends his gnarled claw. And no, I, actually, and I'm taken aback by that. But Nathan Faringray is uh, sort of a middle-aged man, but he's actually quite uh, dashing and was probably, like you in his uh, youth, more inclined to uh, go uh, off and do foolhardy quests. Acquiring things? Yes. <laughs> I see. So he's cleaned up is essentially what you're yes. saying. Yes. All right. Well, I, I recognize this, and he and he recognizes that I recognize that, and we we share a moment. Uh, okay. And I say, well, what can we do for you? He says, "Are you aware of a tower called Golden Hawk?" Should I roll to see if I'm aware of that? You can make a history check if you want. I'm next to him, man. Make yeah, a history check. Absolutely. As well. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I look over him as the shrug. Yeah, um, yeah. No. I, uh, I rolled a one. So, okay. uh, uh, what's a tower? <laughs> history wise, I've heard about towers. Yes, history wise, we're looking at a twenty, so I feel good about that. Uh, Jim would like to use press digitation to make some doves. And everyone claps. All right. Uh, you're momentarily distracted by these doves. <laughs> these white doves flying up over the rainy you fields. You don't know how many times I've seen these doves. <laughs> yeah, well, the simple trick seems to amuse to no end the, uh, wow. the common militia. He says, uh, Faringray says. So what do I know about, about that? What does a 20 get me in, in a history context? Uh, you, you have heard of uh, this tower. The skill is, is five. Nice. It is, just it is a ruin that lies kind of on the edge of civilized lands, on the basically on the border of uh, disputed uh, frontier territory called the borderlands. Fair enough. Uh, that's all you know. Okay. That it's, but I know, I know where it that, is. Yes. And... Yes, you do. Okay, fair enough. It is not so far away that you probably haven't at some point in your career, passed by it or yeah, whatnot. Oh, hey, that's, hey that's, that's, that's that tower I heard about. Yeah. Is there, a, is there a keep anywhere near that tower? He says, no, nothing of the sort. It is a watchtower, a strong point to defend against the goblin hordes. So there's no keep on the borderlands? He says, ah. I'm going to bite your throat out. Later. Not right now. He says, you have traveled far. <laughs> I have. There is such a structure. This is a much smaller defense point, and more critical to Fallcrest. See, it's more critical, like I was saying. Yeah, right. My friend here, Sorik Orvash, he was a member of a group sent by the local baron to inspect the tower and see if it can be rebuilt and refurbished. The goblins have become an increasing annoyance, and Golden Hawk has, over the aeons, stood as a symbol of their failure to conquer this land. She makes fire. We hear, I hear another smattering of applause. Yes. I say, I say what's our role uh, in this? In our attempts to scope out the structure and explore it more thoroughly and uh, begin work on its reconstruction, the prospectors that we sent stumbled upon some unkind folks, brigands with their faces painted like skulls, accompanied by the walking dead. I really hate the walking dead. I'm not a big fan myself. Uh, I... You know, like, Sorek is the only survivor. Number-wise, how many Walking Dead? Are we, like, do you have a? Did you have an estimate? There were more than a dozen. Okay. All right, we'll take it. We're ready to go. We're ready to go he at says, a moment's notice. Thank you. Sorek will guide you there. All right, we'll go with him. He wants to go back. I know where it is. We can just go. He says. It's up to him. Faring Ray says. Back. <laughs> he is reluctant to return, but agrees that he might be of some help, and he has more information about the tower's history than I do. Well, certainly we appreciate the help. Uh, he calls out Sorek's name. The dwarf uh, sticks his pipe out uh, 
in the rain and it just sort of begins to smoke and smolder and then he tips the crap out from inside of it, puts it away, comes walking over, tips his tricorn hat, uh, and... At least a gallon of water pours out. (laughs) We ready to go? Jim makes a rock disappear. And then shrugs. Where's the rock? All right. I'm sure I have, at this point, I've developed some kind of special Jim whistle Mm -hmm. that... Yes. That that lets him know <laughs> that it's, it's time to it's time to work. It's, it's time to build on the legacy, the dark magic legacy. Faring Ray says, "I would tend to this matter myself, but I have my work here cut out for me." Yes, you do. Yeah. No, they're they're, they're no, they're doing good. They're doing good. It seems hmm. like they're doing good. Hmm. They need to tie their boots tighter, I think. But past that, I think they're fine. All right. Well, dwarves. Yes. Are we ready? Let's yes. go. Jim uh, right. waves farewell. Have a magical day. <laughs> okay. uh, Benwin, make an insight check. Now, okay. Oh, 22. Bam. Ooh, Critical it. insight. Nicely done. <laughs> you're like, you're, light fucking pours out of your face. <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh, there is something about Sorek that strikes you as a little odd. I kill him. He's not a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> I murdered him. It's really an elf on his knees with fake shoes. He is clearly a dwarven, but it's dwarven. like he was raised by like humans or wolves or caterpillars or something. Okay. You just there's there's He's something feral. there's there's characteristics to him that seem undwarf like. Well yeah, I approached him to be kind of a look at these humans, dwarves would do it right, and I got to brush <laughs> off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it didn't happen. Well maybe we can maybe we can penetrate that. But it's piece. it's more than that. There's he is actually sort of avoiding eye contact with you. Not so much with the others, but with you. Alright, well um Yeah, I still don't know see. why he wants to go back. Especially when we can show it up. I don't know. Shoot. I already hate him. If I were to try Jim's to, got a good feeling about him. If I were you know to try what? to start a, uh, spark a conversation with him and maybe try to glean some insight, what what kind of a check would that be? Would that be uh, not sloth? Would it be uh, insight? Yeah, uh, diplomacy. Diplomacy, which my zero bonus. <laughs> so, um, so you guys start to head off. You leave Captain Faring Ray with his it, recruits. Exactly, and this and, conversation uh, trying to yeah, bubble up. You're on the, the rainy road heading out to the wilderness. So I'm going to strike up a conversation, try to learn more about him, and I'm going to say, so, 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 where, so where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> Dost thou come here often? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I rolled a pathetic eight on that uh, uh, you know what's really diplomacy. Cool? Rocks. <laughs> he looks at you um, and uh, says, Rivercrest, where are you from? Where am I from? I have no idea. Probably from Winterhaven. Okay. Probably from the hills north of Winterhaven. All right. I should have researched that ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I know where I'm from. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah. But New Hampshire? <laughs> New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. So, wh- wh- and he said he was from where? I'm sorry. Rivercrest. Rivercrest. Am I, am I familiar with Rivercrest? Uh, yeah, it's like a fishing village mm-hmm. um, some distance away. It is along a river. Um, probably... About five days travel from here. I used to date a girl in the request. What do you know about it? She was a model, actually. Really? Yeah. You probably didn't know her. She's really pretty. She looked good. She looked really good. Yeah. Okay, I believe you. <laughs> These stories are always um, true. And then, uh, I'm drawing a blank now because the pressure's on. Like it's exactly. focusing on me, and it's like, <laughs> where the fuck are we from? River Crest Haven. Bill, what is this? Shire? Where is this? This is 
Winter Crest. No, we're not in Winter Crest. We're you're leaving. Falcon you're leaving Fall Crest. Fall, fall crest. crest. Jesus H. I should write this. It's down. the rainfall. That's how I was yeah. able to remember. All right. Fall Crest. Fall Crest. And he's from River Crest. Crest. Yes. Jesus, what's with the crest? You couldn't come up with a new Our Fall Crest and River, River Crest Riverville? rivals. I All think right. they're like football rivals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so what? Uh, what brings you to Fall Crest? He says, "I'm working for the Baron to help rebuild Golden Hawk." Christ, Golden Hawk. <laughs> That's, That's the tower we're going to. <laughs> Listen, if, 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 if I can follow it. <laughs> so you're a, you're an engineer, you're a mason? Something like that. Listen, Jim comes in, leave the guy alone, all right? I'm sorry about him. He's a dwarf. He's a dwarf. You know how they are. <laughs> Well, you know him. <laughs> you know him. You're a dwarf. You've known him for years. I'm sorry. Quit giving the guy the third degree. He says. Can he use diplomacy to sort of try to good, good human, bad dwarf with, sure. uh, with the guy? Sure. could. You if you want. Uh, What's two? Oh, awesome. 18, mm. 20. Okay. He seems to warm up to you. Uh, he, he. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Two pats him on the shoulder. In the course of conversation, you learn from him that... Do you like magic? (laughs) (laughs) Parks come out of his hands. He says, I I have knowledge of magic. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I know something about magic myself. And then a bird comes out of my hand. Whoa. Hold on, I have to go get that bird back. He says... It's the only one I've got. You have done great things to raise my spirits. I am somewhat down over the deaths of my friends. Oh that my sucks. god, you want to see I another trick? I started a conversation, yeah, like, I know. Everyone dies, so I'm like, ask him where he's from. He's like, Rivercrest. And and then Mike's like, maybe I should talk to him. He's like, I come from a land of blah, blah, blah. I come from a land yeah, down like, under. The whole fucking shit spills out. One roll. Mm. Mm. Jim would like to know if you like fireworks. Oh, yes. Pow! Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> see? I just shake my head. He's a good guy. <laughs> Like, the six or seven hours a day are given over to these pyrotechnic displays. <laughs> yes. I'm done. I run forward. Okay, you blaze the trail. Uh, after the the day passes, um, Sorik Orvash is not a brilliant conversation list by any means, but he does engage you. He tries to engage with whatever conversation you wish. Uh, night settles, you move on the next day. Night settles again, you move on the next day. And then on the rainy hill, uh, underneath some heavy storm clouds, you see a ruined tower that looks like it had the top half of it sheared off, uh, leaving behind a crown of jagged stone. And about a hundred feet out from the tower in all directions, you see tower wreckage lodged in the ground. Like the entire thing was blown outward. Was it called Golden Hawk just sort of as an honorary name, or did it have a hawk crest or something on it? Like did it have a like the stonework or something like that? I'm glad you asked. <clears throat> the defender of the tower for a long time in the distant past was an elven woman named Valatra, and her emblem was a golden hawk on a field of purple and black. She was a, a commander of storm magic. What happened to her? And she was the scourge of goblin kind. Yeah, I'll bet. I think what happened to her is etched in the rubble of this hill. <clears throat> Oh, she was here for this? She caused it. Yeah. A little explodey. Apparently, according to legend anyway, the tower was laid under siege by goblins and giants. And as a last recourse to slay them all, she used the tower as the final weapon and sent stone shrapnel through the armies, laying them low. It is unknown whether she survived. 
Does it look like someone survives? Like, like the place is, is complete. Is it- this place has been desolate and ruined for over a hundred years. So is, is, there's, not really, there's no opportunity for CSI type shit at this point <laughs> probably not the stones that you we are the, the, the sort of <laughs> ring of the, the bits of tower wreckage that you see at the base of the hill are weather worn and overgrown at this point you can see to the uh, west of the tower are some tents and he says that's where we made camp he sort of points and then furrows his brow and says that's odd what's odd there's a fire awesome Battle standard in one hand, sword axe in my other. I'm says, ready. I don't think I want to go any closer. Can I? Uh, he sort of pulls his tricorn hat down over his eyes a bit. My blade is thirsty for blood. I say, well, there's a tree back there. I, I'm just. Oh, is there like a? Because I haven't played fourth edition before. Mm-hmm. Is there a sense motive sort of? Uh, it's called insight thing? skill. Insight oh, collects all, all right. those. Okay. Um, I would just like to see if I can get something about him is. Uh, bothering me. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I just want to see if I can do anything with that. And I get, a, I get an 11. Okay. Uh, he is a dwarf. He, he, he smells a... like a dwarf. <laughs> hey. All of those things are true. And uh, you are bothered by it, but you can't put your finger on it. It, it may not even be genuine, these, con- this, these concerns you have. Jim just slaps him on the shoulder. Come on, let's go. It's just a fire. He says, but the walking dead... I saw them when they were on tour. They're all right. I am, can I? I am not, how do you say, combat worthy. Jim will take care of you. Don't worry about it. I am. Let's do this. Yeah, boss. Yeah, yeah, boss, that, boss, boss, boss. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my my fear is that if he stays behind, he's just going to be, it's going to be worse for him. He says, I am a very fast runner. Well, that's to your credit. I, I, I guess, I, I guess that's in evidence. Um, yeah. So we're coming up from this direction? <clears throat> uh, you're actually, yes, you are. That is correct. But you can, you can come up from any direction you want. You can, like, you're far enough out. And the fire, the obviously, is right yes. here. Yes. Correct. You see that the tower is more blasted on one side than it is on the other to the point where there's not so much a doorway into it, but just a gaping hole. So there's no way to get cover from around this and maybe... Absolutely you can. The tower walls climb to a height of about 30 feet still. Oh, great. All right. So we can... Um, and then the top is just this sort of jagged, cut-off mess. And, of course, the shrubs and things on the hillside you can hide behind as well. Okay, so we approach... If the tents are to the west, we approach from the east, right? Okay. Yeah. And then I'm going to come around, see Make maybe... Make a... Uh, actually, as you approach the tower, do me a favor. Those oh. of you who come within, like, I don't know, four squares of the tower, make a perception check for me. I should be closer. Yeah, yeah. yeah come, come up with us. He's the, Jim is the artillery. Yes. 20. 11. Uh, 27. Wow. Wow. That will fucking do. Okay. Uh, you can see not much activity around the tower, but inside you hear voices. A couple voices, low, talking to each other. Do I recognize the language? Common. Okay. So common is, is performing inside the tower. Well, I mean, obviously... Are we able to determine the number of voices? Two. Two voices are two voices are talking inside the yeah. tower, and the tower is blasted out here. Yeah, there's a hole about the size of a door in the base of the tower there. Uh, I mean, it's uh, imperatively we listen. And yeah. as you stalk up to there, I'd like you all to make stealth checks. You oh, mean, even Jim? Shit. And, uh, Jim, who's Jim's back, is... Oh. Okay. He doesn't have to. This is the worst. This is uh, going to be the worst yeah. check. 
I got a 13. Yeah, so I apparently stepped in a bucket and... Uh, <laughs> oh, no, Will. And those, you know those bells that you were determined to put on my boots? <laughs> so it turns out they're jingling because I rolled a 1. So it's very festive is what you're saying. Yes. It's I walked up. I walked up and decided to sing another Adrian <laughs> song. All right. Uh, those voices stop talking and one of them says, Do you hear that? No. No, I, I don't hear it. <laughs> 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 uh, but they, they seem to... You hear them gathering their getting their shit together, uh, and knocking weapons, Okay, so, I mean, swords. Can Benwin actually see directly into here? At this point, we can all roll. Even Jim's rolling this issue now? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's hot. Done. 21. Yeah, you hear them crunching twigs and stuff as they're walking up to the uh, tower. You know what's going on. 11. 11. For Alf. I add right. this to my little roll. Sorry, 21, Benwin? I only got oh, 9. 9 for Jim. And Omen? It would been worse. Uh, I've got 11. All right. Uh, the Aladrin and I, not the Elf. Binwin. Yes. You know things are about to go sour. You're 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 ready. I, I'm I'm ready. So I have initiative, but I, I've yet to see anybody. Correct. All right. Well, screw it. I got back up. <laughs> uh, I, I moved to here. Okay. As soon as you enter the tower, you see there are two uh, leather-clad humans with helmets, and they had been uh, seeking refuge under some parts of the tower that weren't being doused, uh, but they have since gotten up and loaded crossbows. They've loaded crossbows? <laughs> oh, great. So, the, so That's the, a great position the, to be the, in. The Binwin tradition <laughs> continues. Except now, it's like, since we're third level, now it's a nest of humans. All right, don't worry about it. Inside the tower, uh, you can see there is a staircase that sort of crawls up the side of the tower, but it doesn't go far before it comes to an abrupt end at what used to be a higher floor that's all but gone. Uh, so, uh, but on the- somebody has also punched a hole through the masonry floor, and there's uh, it just drops into darkness. Okay. And there's rain pouring down through it. So the, in the center of this tower, there's no cover. That's correct. Okay. Uh, so there's there's it- some there's some debris and wreckage on the ground, uh, but nothing that you can really hide behind. You could get higher ground by climbing uh, some ways up the staircase. Uh, but the tower itself is open to the sky, and there's no furnishings. So, considering we already rolled initiative, and I decided I was going to move to here, mm-hmm. which is like one square, mm-hmm. even though I technically have more movement, I can't continue on to him. Yeah, you can. Can I? You only move like two squares. Yeah, you okay. can keep moving. Well, because I didn't know where they were when I ended. No, that's okay. So, you've only partly moved. You can keep moving. Okay, Great. so I'm going to move up <clears throat> Yeah, totally. to this guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, Tide of Iron is yes. an attack that lets you move somebody. Correct. And then you sort of follow them. I follow if you want to. Can Correct. you move them in any direction? It's a push effect, so you so. have to push them into a square farther from you. Okay. So there's no pushing him down into this hole. Not in his current position, because okay. that would be you'd be pushing him into a square that's not any farther away. That's my I'm, fantasy. Uh, yeah. I'm pushing him into the wall. Uh, all right. If so. there's a hole, push somebody in it. If yeah. there's a fire, push somebody in it. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Well, Cleve is not going to do me any good, because that other guy is not adjacent or close. Right. Um, so I'm going to... I'm going to definitely tide of iron. I'm okay. going to give this guy a push. Let him know I mean business. The other detail I want to mention now that you're up close to this guy and you can it sort of see through his helmet. It's a wyvern. <laughs> yeah, a wyvern. Um, is that it's sort of streaked by rain, but you see he's got white paint on his face that sort of bears loose resemblance to a skull. Good, I don't have to yell surrender <clears> now. <throat> I was going to do that as a minor action. It's going to offer him a chance to drop that crossbow. But he has a skull on his face. I think that's going to hit. 16 uh, plus my... Wait, all right. So remind me real quick. How am I forgetting all this? So I roll. 
Yeah, yeah. You're you totally fine. So you add your attack bonus with your weapon. Which is this? Plus eight? Yes, exactly. Which Jesus. is that. But you actually, we got you that uh, axe. So yeah. you actually just add nine to any attack you do with that axe. All right. Well, 16 plus nine uh, versus... Wow. Uh, Versus yeah, you punch through his 25. flimsy yeah. leather armor. Awesome. Blood flows. Oh, this is that <clears throat> D12 that we were so excited yes, about. Yes, I know. Would that be this? Yes. It would be. Oh, oh two. I'm l- less excited about it now. Hey, what's this plus eight on here? Is that every time? No. Yes, yes, every time. So you just did ten points of damage yeah. rolling a two. Well, well done. And I knock him back a square. This was tied of iron? Yep. Okay. So I punch him back okay. here, and I am going to follow face. him. Got it. To let him know. It's good. The great thing is that is that obviously as a crossbowman, he presents a lot of damage uh, and a lot of danger to us, but he can't shift far enough away from you uh, to be able to shoot that weapon without penalty. So that's great. That was okay. a brutal first attack. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. indeed. You open it up. Uh, you react much quicker than your friends. At this point, the two human guards uh, call out for help, and... From somewhere beyond the tower, over near the camp, you hear more voices. <laughs> the, Excellent. The one with the crossbow, all he's going to do on his first move is shift away to there. And then for his second move, or his second action, he is going to kind of peer around the broken edge of the tower and yell, Get over here! <laughs> and uh, all he does is look like he's ready to defend himself. His buddy... Shoots you. It's fine. Uh, however, he only rolls a 17 versus AC. No, that's okay. not going to be enough. <laughs> that careens right off. Tang <laughs> right. scale. Uh, and then still before Omen and... I hate calling you Alf. I, uh, I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, can go. Some reinforcements arrive from the camp. Dwarves? Humans. They look like humans. And you see their, their faces glasses. are painted like skulls. Oh, this guy's just running over to that way. Some cult of the undead. (coughs) Ridiculous. You know how it'd be shit. And it is worth mentioning that all four of these fellows who just rushed up to you are minions. Okay. okay. So they are not. So minions don't want to hit. They hit really hard, but they die. They go down. Yeah. 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 So basically, they're they're ready to be hit with AOEs. Exactly. Only one of them can attack you, though, Binwin. He is going to try to hit you with a mallet. Uh, he rolls a 19 versus AC. Well, my AC is 19, so All right, hit. he smacked you. He does six damage. All right. And now, Alf. Even though he just said he wouldn't call you out. No. <laughs> I, did you see me cry a little bit? No, that pierced my heart. I know, it, as it did mine. Listen. <coughs> well, it's, it's Quiet, like, you. I've been six points of damage. That needs to be. That shit needs to be avenged. <laughs> You're right, for great vengeance. You have it. You have what it takes. I do. One, two, three, four, five. My movement is six, so I'm going to move up next okay. to I swear an oath of enmity against this crossbow, uh, this crossbow-wielding brigand who, All has, right. who has dared to wound a member of Attempt of, to wound. Of, of Attempt, to wound. Attempt to wound. Attempt I was wound. not wounded. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's be clear. All right, so when he has, right. his, when he has your oath of enmity on him, what does that mean? Uh, it's, the, it's essentially the same thing as marking him. Um, uh, so one of my powers is this thing called Divine Guidance. This is an encounter power, and it's yeah. uh, a burst 10, uh, immediate interrupt. Whoa. An ally with tar- trigger, an ally within 10 squares of you makes an attack roll against your Oath of Enmity target. Oh, cool, okay. Target, triggering ally, effect, target makes a second attack roll and uses either result. Mm-hmm. Sweet. So that's yeah. kind of nice, sort of like you know, free do-over. 
Um, and then uh, I believe that's I believe that's the that's the only power that I have that really affects you guys. But I have this other thing. I have an at will power that's super awesome, um, where I do uh, uh, one weapon plus wisdom modifier damage. Yeah. Uh, but then I shift one square and I slide the target one square into the square that I just occupied. Awesome. So we Weird. should be able to use that to set up some combat advantage Flash situations. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Um, and uh, that one's that one's pretty awesome. And then I have a couple you, things that do. You can like, do that right now. Yes. <laughs> and then I have a couple of things that do sort of like radiant damage and that that sort of thing. Damn. Cool. Well, here, cut this guy down, and we'll work on his minions. All right. So uh, I have sworn oath of enmity against crossbow mm-hmm. dude there. Uh, and yes, and I will. Uh, I think I'm just going to make a basic attack against him. Right? Is that the best way to do this? I have a. Uh, oh, what are your at wills? Yeah, you can use your at will. Yeah, so um, I'm going to go ahead and use that. Uh, what's that called? Sorry, it's on. We got to get the name of it. Name it's on a different on a different page. That's. The D and D audience is all ears at this point. Yeah, yeah. I know, they're very excited. They never oh, it's called overwhelming strike. Overwhelming strike. All right. Overwhelming strike. Let me just write that down on the correct page. Overwhelming Sorry. strike seems like a good one. Yeah. So I will use an overwhelming strike against him, and overwhelming strike is uh, wisdom versus AC. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, oh, it doesn't matter because I rolled a one. Oh. So ooh. you know, it's time to it's time to retire this cool little metal. Awesome build up, I, though. This cool little metal D twenty that I got from Think Geek um, can go into the fuck off bag. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Think Geek. The pouch. Sorry, we sorry, phrase. <laughs> uh, Jim, you're watching as your friends storm the tower. There is sort of a ruckus in there, and then you hear some horrible, horrible Aladrin expression. He um, sees a cool bird <laughs> fly through the air. Firework! Pow! Uh, oh, but before you go, I, Omen. Yeah. Are you going to be the third to rush uh, blindly into the tower? <clears throat> I think yes. Jim is watching the fish in this pond over here. The koi or something? Yeah. They're so, they're so tranquil. So relaxing. I assume I, I can't cut that corner. Correct. Yeah. Try to cut through these guys and cut off the attack there. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to move on that hunched minion there, uh, deploying a powerful ability that I've I've come to enjoy called. Jesus, Rest. you have a whole deck of cards. I've over got there. well, yeah. I have all the stuff that clerics can do printed yeah. out as cards, just so I can remember it. Here we go. Uh, we're looking at an 18 versus AC. Hit. I deal 1d10 plus five. Mm-hmm. I know, right? That sucks. Uh, that's eight points. But okay. I'll take it. All right, Jim. Uh, okay, another real turn. <laughs> Jim, uh, let's see. I can, I, I can move six, right? That's yes. my speed. Certainly. <laughs> so I can see in there. You absolutely can. Yeah, you can see the dwarf. You see four evil skull-faced minions and two skull-faced crossbowmen. Do you know these guys? <laughs> we don't know them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm busy trying to get my sword out of the scabbard. <laughs> so, uh, Jim's magic missile, it says oh, your yeah, stats using staff of light are plus one, and I have a staff of light. Right? Exactly, exactly. So you, so when you want to roll an attack with that, you roll a d20, add seven, and here's your damage. Those cards print out all the stats you need to okay. to play. So we have a crew in here, so magic missile, single target. Yeah, magic missile, single target. Or, or scorching burst. I mean, if they're, if they're going to be... If they're going to be uh, in these little bunches like this, these little these little bunches of oats, scorching burst though is only one. 
area burst one within ten squares. So that means it hits one person within ten squares. Burst no. one. So it is yeah, so it hits from, one. from a square. It's one square in every direction. So it's actually three oh, by right, three. Right, right. Yeah. And I can put it out ten squares. Yeah, yeah anywhere. So yeah. you could hit it here, and it would hit all three here, or here, and hit all three there. Uh, I'm gonna drop it over here because I told you I'd watch out for you, and I'm gonna. <coughs> yes, Jim so, talk magic. I'm, out of his word. <laughs> I'm gonna drop a scorching burst on this guy. Okay. So the first thing I roll is to see if I even do anything, right? If I remember. Yeah, you're rolling to see if you. Well, you hit, right? It's individual yeah. hits on each guy, right? Exactly. So, so start so, with the guy at the center. Start with the guy in the center. So I roll a d20. D20 yeah. plus seven. That's gonna fucking hit. Nineteen. Uh, that's that's against the reflex too, right? The reflex defense. Uh, scorching burst. Nineteen plus seven. Seven, seven versus 26. reflex. There you go. That's gonna hit him. He's a minion. He goes down. Burnt toast. Oh, you right. have to roll damage. Bye. No, it won't. You'll do max damage. Yeah, minions are essentially are one hit wonders. Okay. They. Uh, so th that's why AOE is just clear them. Yeah, out. exactly. Do the other minion next. Yeah. Yep. Fourteen uh, yeah. plus seven. Yeah. He so goes twenty-one down. on that one. See, this is this is what this I'm talking about. This is why you about. bring Jim Dark Magic to the party. Uh, and then the, the human. Right. 17. Jeez. Oh, man. Uh, that's going to hit him as well. 24 reflex on that as well. So You're going to have to roll damage against him because he's not a minion. So, Scorching Burst damage is 1d6 plus my intelligence modifier, which right. is 5, right? Right, but we have, the, we, have the, we, have the, we have the staff on there. Which is another plus 1. Exactly. Yeah. So, you're, it's d6 plus 6. Yeah. Right, okay. 4, so 10. These are the best rolls of the game. Wow. Yeah. We're, we're coming on okay, strong. Okay, that bloodies him, which means he's under half his hit points. Nice. <laughs> Nice job. This is the round All of right. the century. Jim, Jim gives you a little wink. Jim Dark Magic. A little magical wink. Then when? Yes. And being a square away, I had a front row seat <laughs> yes. to, Jim's, the to, to, to the Jim Dark uh, Magic experience. I'm going to... You were looking down trying to unhinge your sword. <laughs> <laughs> you like that to oh, where are those guys I was going to fight? There's <laughs> the smoking boots on the ground. But they, he probably doesn't even know that Jim did it. He probably thinks this has something to do with your scabbard. <laughs> he looks down and goes, what? <laughs> Mother was uh, right. If I do touch my scabbard. Starting with... Uh, <laughs> are we back to the top? Uh, we are with Benwin. Starting at the non-minion, uh, I'm going to do uh, Cleave. Which will uh, All right. target the second guy as well. Yes. Let's use a minion, so wish me luck. Oh, yes. yes. So, 18 plus 8 Hit. versus... All right. So, one weapon versus... Whoa. Yeah, D12. The big one right there. There we go. So, 10 <laughs> plus my strength modifier, which is 4. So, 14 points of damage Oof. to him. Okay. And then uh, an enemy adjacent to you, other than the target, takes damage equal to my strength modifier. So that is uh, four. The minion takes four points of damage. Okay, the minion is Minion's dead. gone, right? Minions are dropping like flies. And wow. then the bad guys. <coughs> wow, the, he, he's in a world of hurt here. Shift over there. There we go. All right, the crossbowman takes steps back. So they're going to have a good round. And that shift does not provoke, a, provoke an attack of opportunity. A shift never, a shift never provokes. Never yeah. Unless you're built in a certain way. Right. A, a warrior can be built in a certain way to take so what's a What's the difference yes. between a shift and moving? A shift is a move. Um, but a move would provoke... Yes. Exactly, but a move, when you do a move action, you can move up to your full. That's six squares. A shift uses your whole move action as one space. You're moving cautiously. So you're sacrificing distance to not uh, provoke an yeah, attack of opportunity. Exactly. Okay. So they take a cautious step away and try to plug... Uh, 
Aelfell and uh, Binwin. Starting with Aelfell, that's uh, a 24 versus AC. Oh, so it turns out that that hits me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to strike. Ouch. Uh, for seven <laughs> points of damage. Ouch. Uh, Binwin, that's a natural 20. Wow, so that's an Ow, automatic hit. Crit. That's a crit, automatic max damage, so you take 10 points of damage. Oh, no! I took seven, you said? Uh, that's correct, yeah. Well, I'm still four points away from bloody. And then Binwin, this guy will step up in front of his buddy mm-hmm. and try to bash you over the head with his mallet. I'm frightened. You'll be okay. Uh, 22 versus AC. Okay. Does yeah, six that. points of damage. Okay, so I'm officially bloodied. I'll fix it. Mom will fix it. And we fix come it, to... Fix it, fix it, fix it, fix it. Alephel. All right, now it's time for you to do your job. All right. Um, <laughs> go get him, Al. <laughs> you took the safety strap off your sword. Yay! Come on. Impress us. All right, so Radiant Vengeance. Ooh, Ooh that sounds against, good. Against this, this dude awesome. it's right? here. Uh, no, so I move I move forward one okay. one square here. Yep. Like like the like this. And then Radiant Vengeance. This is uh calling on the power of your deity. Ooh. You transfer the pain of your wounds to a foe no and, joke. Re- and regain some resilience. So this is what's what's awesome about this, it's an at will divine power. I have an implement, so I get plus one to mm-hmm. it. Um it's a standard oh it is ranged. Standard action ranged ten. Target one creature. Attack is wisdom versus reflex. Mm-hmm. The hit is one d eight plus wisdom radiant damage. And I gain temporary hit points equal to my wisdom modifier. Splendid. It's very exciting. So after that lovely build-up, let's see if I can do better bolts. than roll a one. Yeah, so, so since it's ranged, it's better for me to do it back there. Yeah, so I'm going to stay, I'm gonna stay where I am. If you use ranged ability, when you're in base-to-base contact with someone, they get a free hit. All right. Yeah. Okay, so, so, I, back. Yeah. so I, uh, I call down Radiant Vengeance upon you. And I roll five, which is not really what's, very but what's good. The, let's, let's, let's add it up. <laughs> it's against <laughs> no, his no, it's will, like, though. Is that right? Uh, Radiant Vengeance is wisdom versus reflex. reflex. So five. So okay. it's it's a eight versus oh. reflex. Yeah, and yeah I'm, reflex I'm, on the crossbowman. I'm pretty might sure not. That, yeah. that that's that's gonna. Turns out that I thought I had untied my thing, but it turns out that I tied it back. It's all right. You'll get him next time, Al. It's all right. Tough. It's not easy doing this. It's like some thing. crazy shipman's knot down there now. It's a huge fucking I mess. This was an overhand sheep shank. <laughs> Uh, the crossbowman says, Jaras is going to skin the flesh from your bones and turn you into one of his thralls. Whoa! J- who? Jaras. But you're like, who? No, Jaras. Jaras. That's who we work for. It's with two S's. Kind of a lich guy. You'll, you'll see him. He's cool. Uh, so does Omen Dron go? <laughs> yes. Hot on the heels. Yeah, I'm going to go after intern. the other guy. Okay, so I'd like to think that the intern is just a little nervous. <laughs> yeah. And wants to make yeah, an impression exactly. on the group, yeah. you know? Yeah. So... Everyone has trouble their first time, Al. Listen. Not me. Jim didn't. I came out of the gate strong. <laughs> what I did was amazing. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with the healing word. I like it. And this allows me to spend a healing surge? Is what you're saying? Yeah, a healing surge plus a d6. Ooh. Nice. That's what, nice. 16 wow. points of damage back. Fresh. Okay, that's my minor. Yes, as you uh, heal Binwin, there is this sort of huge roll of thunder in the skies overhead. It Jim is just terrified Well-timed. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm going to knock this guy down. This, uh, the minion here. Okay. Uh, for a powerful righteous brand. You've heard about it. Now experience it. That's a fucking one. <laughs> oh no! The symbol came up! God, that goddamn symbol! symbol. Uh, okay. skull, the skull-faced minion smiles at you. That's a critical miss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But anyway, I healed you. Jim? Critically. Jim's up? He is. Alright. Oh man, it's so, time. So this guy's bloodied, right? Correct. Yeah, it's up to I mean, you. Have a bunch of options here. Oh man, I think it's time for Jim's magic. Missile. Yeah, I think I'm gonna magic missile this guy right here and oh, see if I right. can just just clean him out. Take him out. Here it comes. I gotta take care of my buddy Al over here. 
so I'm rolling first to see if I do anything. Indeed. That's a seven. Plus. Uh, how do I know what I add to it? It's right down there. Your stats using staff of light plus one plus seven attack bonus. So mm-hmm. four, it's fourteen. Uh, you a total of fourteen plus uh, against his reflex uh, save. Fourteen against reflex yeah. just misses. Ugh. The magic missile blows a chunk of rock out of the wall behind him. Tough luck, Al. An additional chunk. Yes. Uh, would you like to move at all? Or are you happy where you are? I'm good. All you're, right. you're welcome to hide. I'm good where I am. Okay. The let's see. Next up is Benwin. Yes. All right. Start. Start cutting. You are tired of getting pounded on by this. I movie. am. You want to. You want to get into a good, a good cleave position. I do, but uh, you could sidle diagonally. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. when I do this, you could also tie of iron. From that's there. true. <laughs> and push oh, him yeah. into the. If you so wished. I could. He's going to die anyway, though. Yeah. yeah we we also cleave him. He's, he's, yeah, he he might not tied, be... If you tied of iron from here, he's in the pit. You can actually tie of iron the crossbowman from where he is. Because it has oh, to be away from you. He just has to push you yeah. further away. You should do it. So your options are okay. to either cleave and deal damage to both, or tie of iron that guy not, down into I'm, a I'm, I, I, I have to knock him in the hole. Yes, no, obviously. Yeah, yeah. That is like a soul caliber bring out. <laughs> yeah. I cannot resist that. So, we're targeting a tie of iron on the crossbowman... Come on. Eight plus uh, eight. Right. So uh, that is a uh, 16. 16 versus armor class. Insufficient. Ah! <gasps> you know what, uh, Jerry? Yes. We way fucked up. How did we fuck up? Because oh, Tide of stat? Iron has a requirement that we did not notice. What's that? It requires a shield, of which I do not have. Perhaps you could improvise a shield from... We need to fix this in post. I will pick up one of the minion yeah. shields. I will no longer be using Tide of Iron until I can yeah, rectify yeah. this. I'll, I'll figure out what you need. Uh, all right, if so... only there was some way we could acquire... I'm glad I missed <laughs> on that. I'm glad I missed on that. Yo, no worries. You know what? That happens. That happens in D&D campaigns sometimes. Yeah. Do you give a PHP back there? I do. And, uh... It's I just realized what you've been trying to tell me this whole time. I didn't understand. Oh, it. what's up? This card does one? all the math. Yeah! When it yeah, says one d six plus six, it's taking into account my int oh, yeah, yeah. You don't have and to do my anything. weapon. No, yeah, that's, reason, why, that's why I made those. That for is you. the wonder. Yeah, the reason it's taking me so long to figure all this stuff out is I don't have these neat little cards that you guys yeah, have. Well, I'm I so old school. It's all like <laughs> notes on paper. You, you tried to tell me that three times. I was like, uh-huh. well, no, I, I wanted I wanted it to be fun for you. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I'll, I'll find you another uh, at will. We'll we'll just continue on. Absolutely. After Binwin goes, it's the bad guys. The crossbowmen don't like being next to Binwin. Yes, I can imagine why. And uh, he will take a step back and try to shoot Binwin once again with his crossbow. This time rolling a 19. Well, that hits. That hits just on. (laughs) For six points of damage. That's all right, that's all right. The other one, uh, flustered by the Aladrin, who continues to throw (laughs) epithets at his deck (laughs) in his uh, general direction, Alleged piercings actually only occur in the throat. They don't actually. Both <laughs> 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 the guttural is yeah. just a sound wave. Uh, I believe a twenty hits you. Uh, it does. Is okay. it what are they against AC, AC or what? Yeah. yeah, that does hit uh, for seven. Ouch! Do not want. And uh, at that point in time, the 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 minion guard tries to bash. Oh, he has a choice now: Omen or Binwin. Omen's you... looking pretty good. <laughs> right about Binwin now. Binwin can take it. That's my job. Is Binwin bloodied currently? No, I'm. At... 28. I'm okay. 8 points away from bloody. Uh, then he will turn around and smack the cleric. Uh, rolling a ooh, big number. 25. That's sufficient. For 6 points of damage. Okay. And that brings us to Alifel. 
I'm so angry now. I'm furious. Mm -hmm. It's Radiant Vengeance again, because I get those okay. temporary hit points. Deep breath, so, Al. Yeah, all right. So, Wisdom versus Reflex. It's going to happen. 13. It's not bad, huh? Uh, 16. Hit. Yes. All right, so 16 is the magic number. Yeah. All right, now dish it up. All right, so D8 it's... D8 uh, plus Wiz? D8 plus Wiz, yeah. Wait, that's not D8. That's a D8. Uh, seven. We'll take it. All right. Uh, and then I gain three temporary hit points. Ah, it burns! When you say temporary hit points, like how long do you? They only last to the end of the encounter. Yeah. So, um, don't, he, so you have above, to be healed eventually. Right, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But you can get temporary hit points above your maximum. So. Oh, I actually. Okay. That's the joy of and temporary hit points. And then you lose points. those first. You, you lose fine. them first, right? Just a buffer. Exactly. And uh, then Omen. Right. You caught a backswing there. You're not too happy about it. Yeah. yeah totally. He's. He's. I'll, I'll familiarize him with my righteous brand. Uh, that's going to be a twenty-two. That's a hit. All right. And that's a minion, so you're going to so take him out. So Bam. Enjoy. Ooh. The crossbowmen may have to reconsider their tactics momentarily. Jim. Jim. Okay. Um, it's I'm a dark magic moment. Yeah, I'm going to step in here. Wait, was I in that square? Uh, up to you. Yeah, I'll just go okay. ahead and step in here. Uh, and I'm going to do magic missile. Jim's magic missile on this guy right here. Okay. Hopefully. That's a nine. Plus that's, seven. 16 versus Reflex, is that right? Yeah. That's a hit. Okay, so I do 1d6 plus 6. I'm sorry, you said that guy. This guy. Got it. Yeah, okay. the one who's bloody. Yep. That's a 3. Ooh. It's good. Plus 6 nine. is a 9. Okay, he is looking quite hurt now. Okay. Don't think he can take many more of those. At the top of the round, Binwin. Okay. All the minions are dead. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. yes, he is. Uh... What did you get? Have you found me a new? Yeah, yeah, we're going to reaping strike. Okay, so let's let's. I'm gonna reaping. I'm gonna move up to this guy, uh -huh. and I will perform a reaping strike. Sixteen plus eight. Hit. And uh, what are the effects of a reaping strike? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, when you hit, it deals one weapon plus strength modifier damage and everything else. Jeez. Eight plus eight, sixteen, seventeen, twenty. Ow! That bloodies him. Severely, and in fact, makes him just as bad off as the other one. So that's twenty. Okay. Yeah. 20, so if you had missed, the reaping strike deals your strength modifier and damage since you're using a, a weapon. It's pretty hot. Awesome. Also, uh, so he's just now bloodied. Correct. Is it too late for me to say that I used the weapon magic uh, encounter power of my weapon, the flesh flesh seeking? Mm -hmm. So uh, that's a free action, so I can use it. Oh, great. So he's hit, and now I will gain a plus one power bonus to my next attack against him next turn. Awesome. Done. Because my axe is hungry for his flesh. All right. That's what she said. Whoa! No! Ooh, what? Hey! Binwin, your best friend takes another shot at you with a crossbow. After right. backing away, but he misses wildly. Awesome. Uh, the other one takes a shot at the Eladrin. Ooh. Um, oh, I yeah. don't like the sound of that. 28. Yeah, that hits. Uh, he does 8 points of damage. Ow! And now it's your revenge. It certainly is. So how do you want to get? How do you want to get down? You want to overwhelm him? I think that's what I'm doing. Yeah. So, uh, so moving next to him, I will use my overwhelming strike. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is wisdom versus AC. Okay. I love uh, it. Targets uh, one creature, and then it does uh, weapon damage plus wisdom modifier. I shift one square, slide the target into the square uh, that I just occupied. Okay. If you want. If I yeah. If I if I so desire. So where I was here. Yeah. All right. Does that still? I'm sorry. Yeah, you can, you can shift up can as I a move. Here? 
That, yeah. And now you make your attack action, and yeah. you'll be able to do your whole shifty thing okay. again. All right. So this is, uh, sorry, this is wisdom versus AC. Right. Eight. Oh no, that's a six. <laughs> so that would be that would be a, a nine. So I oh guess. no, that seems low. Only a plus three. My wisdom is plus three. Yeah, my wisdom. You add half your level too. Oh, I do. So you add one to that. Oh well, to, to, to attacks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so I just put be... a big plus four. Woo! Okay. Next up is Oman. Uh oh. All right. A I'll flank. <clears throat> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll roll around back. Uh, get a little combat advantage. Okay. Plus two. Yep. Uh, D20 plus 9. 16. AC. That hits. Uh, no, it doesn't. Oh. 16 plus 9, you said, or 6 plus uh, 9? 16 total. Oh, okay. Versus AC. That's a miss. No! Right? Yes! You included the plus 2, though? Oh, yeah. Okay. Jim? Jim. Uh, I really want to get rid of this guy. Yeah, yeah, you should. Uh, magic missile. All right. On this dude. 16. Eek. Hit. Yeah. Uh, so this is 1d6 plus 6. 789. He drops. Ah! Thud. Nice. Bravo. That's what Jim does. Uh, you see the one standing out in the rain right now look very, very scared confronting the four of you alone. Um, but it is Binwin's turn. I fear not the crossbow. I think, uh, I think another reaping strike. Also, I get a plus one against my, to my attack roll, which is convenient, because it's, uh, <laughs> I rolled a four, One. so five plus eight, and, uh, versus, uh, AC. AC. Uh, yeah, that's not going to do it. 13 will not make it. All right. On his turn, he's going to shift away from you. And run like the Dickens. And run like the Dickens. Ah, uh, I had one chance to fell him, and I did not do it. And he gets to there. He's pretty fallible. So. Yeah, he starts to bolt away. Uh, he uh, flings his crossbow through the air comically as he runs off down the hillside. Yeah, he's not going to get away from, from Jim, I don't think. And that would be my guess. Then we have the Vengeful Eladrin. Um, I can run, yeah? Yeah, if you run, you add two to your speed. Mm-hmm. How often do you get to do that? You, you can, can run as often as you like. Actually, I don't need to run. Okay. Uh, my movement is six. I'm going to move six and, and bring Radiant Vengeance down upon him. Okay. Which is uh, Wisdom versus Reflex. That's it. 18. You set up a webcam. 19, yeah. Why didn't we think of that? We'll do it next That's going to do it. A nice okay. high And then I do uh, 1d8 plus four. Mm. Bring it up. Uh, so I do eight. Oh, down he goes. Ah! Hard. Just, like, pitches forward. Ah! <laughs> Nicely done. Runs, that run, falls down the, uh, the downs. Yeah. All right. This brilliant beam strikes him down. And, right. uh, you are, so, guys are out of combat. Yeah. Uh, and I very, I very, I very, uh, uh, quietly and to, to myself, uh, put my hand on my implement and praise my lord. All right. I'll, I'll walk out. You hear another thunder roll above your head. <laughs> As I'm walking out, wordlessly, one pat, a single pat on the shoulder. Okay. <laughs> and then I move into this camp and start to fish around. I assume that, I assume that these cultists have basically turned the place over. Uh, you get that impression um, that the, the dwarven prospectors, whoever came up here originally, probably pitched these tents and then fled them 
and these guys were basically just looting and using right. them. I, I await our... our uh, the uh, the campfire is sputtering. It's yeah. not really doing yeah, yeah. too well. I await our dwarven friend to interpret this scene for us. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, is he still around? He's at the bottom of the hillside, way over the, on the, the he, east he's side. He's, like, breathing through a reed in this pond. <laughs> <laughs> Jim is going to uh, bring out the old light coin. Okay. And toss it into the hole there. If you call the dwarf, he'll come up. Yeah. Uh, okay. Can I see the bottom? In fact, you can, even without tossing the coin down. Oh, okay. Because when you look down the <laughs> God hole, damn it, my coin. <laughs> you can see that uh, it obviously breaks. Somebody's broken through the flagstones. In fact, there looked like there may have been some sort of old painted crest on the floor of the tower here, but it's all been tossed up. Uh, but then you, through the flagstones, you see a layer of sort of clay and earth, and then what almost looks like a mortared chimney or shaft that breaks into a room down below. And there's enough light in the room below that you can see kind of the, the wet flagstone floors and the pile of rubble that's literally at the base of this shaft. You think it's about a 20-foot a drop to the floor. All right, so, so essentially what I'm, what I'm reading is that goblins eventually got tired of attacking the tower itself and decided instead to... Uh, uh, it looks like the way it was, you're not, you know, a skilled mason or anything, but it looks like the way it was excavated was somebody broke through the floor to get to what was underneath, not I somebody see. was no, underneath no, and came up through the floor. Gotcha. Uh, you can also see, tied to some of the struts of the old um, staircase that leads up, is a rolled-up rope ladder. Hmm. That's convenient. Zork style, text adventure. All right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, get lamp. Yeah, exactly. So, well, you know, un- un- unhook the latch, let it roll down. I, before we do that, um, I I think we should search the camp. Oh, we will. We definitely we should, will. We're we should search the camp, and, uh, and and we should really press uh, the the dwarf for Sorry. more information. Uh, uh, Jim, make a uh, roll your perception skill. If you look under your skill list, it should be oh perception yeah. three. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Uh, you heard a couple voices down below. Hey, I hear some guys down here. <laughs> Hello? Hey, Hello. throw my coin back up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for an instant there, you see what appears to be a figure poke its head uh, from underneath and look up the Uh-oh. shaft. Uh, I alert my comrades. Okay. There's some guys down here. Well, now, uh, did you, did he, just a figure? Kind of like an outline of a figure? Uh, you could see, just on the sort of dim torchlight down there, it looked like another one of those skull-faced humans. Okay. Just heads up. Yeah. All right. All right. So hopefully, hopefully that means that they're coming up from here instead of yeah. out here. Because I'm, I'm not. I doubt very seriously this. This our dwarf companion wants to accompany us into the bowels of the fucking earth. Um, you estimate that it's only by virtue of the sound of the rain and the noise of the water pouring down the shaft and the the thunder and whatnot that has kept your activities so far undetected. It's just been noisy out. Yeah. Okay. Are we uh, gonna get a short rest? You toss the camp. Or? And uh, you were able to find some food that the bandits have been dragging along with them in a in a trunk, essentially, uh, and it's been good stuff picked through. Oh. Uh, but you also find uh, a total of 120 gold pieces. Yes, sweet. I'll take that. Lining, lining the bottom of the chest. Yes, yes, I'm acquiring the gold. You also see in the chest there's a smaller coffer that at one time looked like it contained some vials, but those have been removed. Oh. Are we? Uh, I hmm. When we, I see that. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Are we able to have a short rest and yeah. we can do it right here. healing surge or whatever? You totally can. Okay. Yeah. So clean up, so, get your shit together. Yeah. And if you took damage, can spend your healing surges right. to regain hit points. Um, is this an opportunity for me to uh, hide one of my uh, 
encounter powers into my scale armor of exploits. <laughs> you heard about this? <laughs> you heard about yeah. this? I heard you guys talking it's about it. It's the coolest This shit. is the coolest thing. I can, I can like, store up one of my encounter powers mm-hmm. in my armor and then pull that shit out. I understand, it. but you can use That's an encounter awesome. power in an encounter. Yeah, but you can only use it once per encounter. Now you've got lets one me, in the bank. This lets me store one in the bank. It lets you bank an ability. Ah, so you could, use, you could use it twice. Yeah. I see. So I'm going to bank my passing attack All right. into that scale. Pretty fancy armor. It's... It was expensive, I'm not going to lie to you. In this economy, in these troubled times, it was not a smart buy. (laughs) Sorek sort of looks around at the carnage you guys have left um, and sort of nods some approval. By the way, that giant skeleton that's sort of embedded in the ground, you can actually see bits of that coming up out of the earth, probably some remnant of a creature that attacked the tower from a bygone age. Sorek says, I didn't see any walking dead, but they're around. You're sure of it? You didn't just see the skulls on the faces and... Uh, the ones I saw didn't have any flesh on their bones. That means they're probably dead. I've they seen this like before. Likely skeletons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He says, maybe I'll hide over there. <laughs> he before, he, before he leaves. Yes. If he didn't want to strike. If he didn't want to come up the hill, he ain't going to want to come down yeah. the hole. I guarantee you that. Uh, That's what she before said. he leaves, um, I, I ask him what he knows of the bandits. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and where they're, these bandits are, these are. Clearly, you know, uniquely identified. They seem to maybe be members of a death cult or something like that. So, um, the cult that's pejorative. I mean, they're death enthusiasts, right? Death <laughs> enthusiasts. You know? I'm sorry, yes, my, my I apologize. I have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> we have some okay. training here. At uh, he <laughs> confesses that he doesn't know anything about um, the skull faced guys or their history or whatnot, but you guys might. Uh, would that uh, be a religion check? That would do. All right. I'm going to make a religion check. Yeah, I'll do it too. You believe it does have a religious significance. Uh, 18. <laughs> it may. Yeah. Okay. Yes, 20 fucking four. Both good rolls. Uh, 9 plus 11. Ooh. Good, 20. Yeah. All right. You can all confirm that there is a group of... Some brig- shit going on. Yes. <laughs> there, There is a, a basically a gang that fell in with... Uh, Cultists of Orcus. Oh, no. Orcus Orcus again? And so in order to feel like part of the greater group, they started to paint uh, skull faces uh, on themselves. And they've basically been seen in the company of Orcus necromancers. They also love Kiss. And, yes. and other nastiness. They have a Kiss, they have a tribute band. <laughs> yeah. So do they, are they granted any boons? As far, they, as, far they, as you know, no. Okay. They're just, they're just Orcus cultists wannabes. They're just an adjunct. Yeah. They're like Orcus groupies, basically. Exactly. Okay. But they're vicious, and they're calculating, and that seems to appeal to and the cult cu- cultists up. as well. Yeah, they're yeah. hooked up to the right guy. You remember what happened the last time we went up against Orcus? People. Everybody died. We, we all died. <laughs> we, we required, we required uh, the help of a, of a goblin yeah. to save us. Spork. Splug. 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 <laughs> Good old Spork. His sister Chick. is Spork. I remember him so well. We hardly knew ye. It, it's clear that the, the rope ladder that they were using to climb up and down this shaft is easily accessible to you. Um, they may have other ones you don't know. It's not going to work. Before, before we go down the hole, uh, say a, a really brief prayer to your god. You're a cleric, right? Yeah. So just maybe give thanks to your god. I, I, have, an, I have an idea. Well, it's, I have a very personal relationship with Avondra. <laughs> oh, my god. Not. Because every time, every time any of us has, has made an attempt to communicate directly to our gods oh, or, you're use curious. Divi- or, or use the divine power, yeah. there seems to have been some kind of thunderous reaction and it might be just good to confirm or 
or eliminate that before we go into the hole? I will grip the holy symbol, gold-plated. I couldn't afford the real thing. I say a prayer and look up at the sky as I do so. Okay. Uh, there is a roll of thunder, a peal of thunder, as they say, and then there is a blast of lightning that strikes the top of the tower. Oh, shit! <laughs> and you see debris uh, rain down on top of you. Maybe well, don't, I maybe don't pray anymore. Yeah. That. It's like... <laughs> I did not well, even uh, catch that. I thought nice. that was flavor text. Okay. Make it's perception like checks. Yeah, so it, it, there's no question. It's tied into the. So there's something going on the here. Final this, spell. This, this place is it's right. 15. Bad news. Twenty-two. Perceptiones. Uh, eighteen plus five. Twenty-three. Twenty. Okay. Wow. Uh, after that happens, um, and you know, some debris sort of rains down. Uh, there was something uh, else that fell down from the top of the tower, and it bit you. See it, and it basically just sort of lands. Um, in a corner, and it looks like some sort of uh, tube, like a scroll tube. Mm. Like it might have been lodged in a section of the wall of the tower. Oh, uh, well, I will, uh, I will approach the, the, the tube and, uh, okay. and, and, uh, and, and look at it. I'm you see, not picking it up you see that it's a very ornate, maybe elven or eladrin craftsmanship oh. uh, con- right. container. The there is a prominent crest on the stopper of this scroll tube. And it is a crest that looks like a uh, golden bird with its wings spread on a sort of half and half field of purple and black. Right. right. The original to, owners to, to, to uh, the crest of Velatra. Right. The golden hawk uh, crest. Yes. Uh, is there anything written on it in Elvish or or uh, one of the Elven languages that that I understand? As a matter of fact, yes. Written in Elvish on the side of the scroll tube is the words. Hand of fate. Hand of fate. The, the scary thing is that the only person who could probably read this scroll is Jim. Anybody with the Arcana check, if if there is in fact a scroll inside. So who's got an Arcana skill? I have you. Probably not One. you. Probably Jim. I have eleven trained. Yeah, that's yeah. actually very good. Okay. Okay, so I I hold my hand out, my gauntleted hand. I don't want it to touch the skin. And I, I I ask to to hold it. I haven't touched tube? it yet. Yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, I've, I've, uh, I haven't touched it yet. The scroll tube, by the way, you think it's made of gold, so it has value it's in value and of itself. It's value in and of itself. I'm going to pick it up. Okay. It's got the stopper securely applied. Yeah. I sort of turn on my heel toward Jim, kind of cock my head a little bit. I'm, I'm taking every historical element of our relationship into account, and I'm just going to give it to Jim. I say, Jim, can you look at this? Can you read this? Happy to do it, boss. All right. So this is my arcana check. You're going to basically pull the... Yeah, I pop the top. It's right. in here. Uh, when you look in, you see a piece of paper rolled up. You pull the paper out. It looks like a magical scroll. You give it a, a gander. It appears to be a religious scroll, not an arcane scroll. Mm-hmm. I, I'm trained in religion. Is, is my it, religion is 11. So, yeah, so you're, you're, you're just as equipped to do that. Oh, yeah, my religion is plus 7. So yeah, yeah, you're ready to go. 16 plus 11. You Jeez. believe that this scroll has imprinted upon it a ritual called Hand of Fate. Uh, because it's written on a scroll, you don't have to take a great deal of time or any preparation or components or whatever to invoke the ritual. You just essentially use the scroll and do it instantly. Uh, you know that when you perform this ritual, you can ask up to three questions about possible courses of action, and a translucent hand will appear and indicate with a gesture what is the most rewarding course of Oh, action. my God. That is For instance, awesome. if you describe courses of action that refer to directions or specific objects, the hand points toward the choice that bears the greatest reward. You know, like, should we head down the stairs or go through the doors? That kind of thing. We um, should if you save des- this if thing, you describe right? only yeah. a, If you describe <laughs> yeah. only a single course of action, 
Don't uh, ask it. Don't, don't open it. Are you really the menu. guy? Are you really the guy who invented the quickie mart? Yes. <laughs> really? really? Yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> thank you. Come again. But thank you. Come again. <laughs> but but no, it'll be like a recipe. Like it'll be like yeah. either should I have the steak or the chicken? Yeah. All right. Well, if you ask a question like should we explore the such and such place, the hand will either you know tell you to wow. halt or tell you to beckon you to proceed. Wow. Jim's nice. just gonna hand. He's gonna, he's gonna tuck it back into the tube. Okay. Stop her back on. Hands it back over to. I think that Jim knows what to do. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Jim needs a hand. To Jim doesn't it. need a hand. Jim oh. gives it back to Omen. Okay. Yeah, I'll keep a hold of it. All right. It, being divine magic is that something I could use do with my ritual? Anybody uh, with anybody can essentially, if you know, if you're great. Yeah, I'll keep a hold of it. All right. Um, yeah. Well, well, let's unroll the uh, rope ladder. Okay. And uh, descend. Thanks for listening to Dungeon Delve. Congratulations, you made it. You get one thousand XP. Let us know what you think on iTunes with a rating or a review, or by tweeting at wizards underscore DND. If it's a low review, don't bother posting it, don't be a dick. And if you want more DND, subscribe to Dragon Talk, the official DD podcast, or check out the Dragon Plus app on iOS, Android, or on the web at dragonmag.com. The adventure continues in the next episode of Dungeon Delve.